This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Yeah, this entire day is talking about the national budget and uh, the 2024 budget speech as we look forward to taking it live here on Power Lunch on Power 98.7 as far as we absolutely can. Um, Finance Minister Enoch Gorongwana's decisions will shape the nation's financial landscape, impacting both individuals and businesses. And so next we speak to a senior financial intelligence lecturer um, about some of the pointers to look out for. Um, <clears throat> I beg your pardon, Dr. Mpachalele Khalele Ndlovu joins us right now and you can as well on 0861-987-000. Dr. Ndlovu, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Babi. Thank you for the invite. So overall, um, you know, there always will be a sense of this will be a positive budget speech or this is really going to be quite a challenging speech um, and, and budget tabled by the minister. What is the overall view and feeling at this time? Sure. Thank you, Pavi. Um, it is going to be a challenging one. And I think the minister has been in a very difficult position for a long time. It's mm. not just going to be the beginning. And if you look at our current environment, our current economic environment, um, you look at the consumer right now. It's, the consumer is stressed, you know, mm. the high inflation rates, the interest rates. And you look at companies as well. Um, everyone is really feeling it. And they, at the same time, what the minister is looking towards is to try and see where they can get the shortfall. And obviously, when, you, when you're looking at the predictions of what the minister may come um, with, we we, 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 we we guided by the, um, the medium-term budget statement. Mm. And if you remember, that was like three months ago. Yes. So not much is going to change um, from, from November until now. And... It was a bleak picture when when he issued the the medium term budget statement. We know that there was a shortfall of fifty six billion, and the question is right now is where are we going to get that sh- that that shortfall? What can we do to actually um, meet those th- that shortfall? So I think it's going to be a very challenging one. Mm, absolutely. In his twenty twenty three national budget speech, um, our finance minister cited a lack of reliable electricity supply as the biggest economic constraint. I wonder what we can expect this year. Have things improved in any way? Um, there may have been slight improvements, but. When you look at the numbers and what you're saying is very interesting because, for example, when you look at the shortfall, um, the, 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 the main contributor to the, to the shortfall is actually corporate income tax at $35 billion, um, followed by VET at $25 billion. And the question that then we ask ourselves is, what is the impact of the load shedding in that revenue generation. Because if you're looking at companies, for example, you need to go deeper and say, as as corporate income tax, where do we get most of our taxes from? Mm. And when you look at that, you see that mining contributes a lot um, to the corporate income tax. And then now we need to look again to say, what are the factors that are impacting 
may be impacting mining. You know, mm. why are we seeing the, 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 the reduced revenues? And in most instances, you'll see that it's, it's underlying factors that everyone is talking about on a daily basis. For example, if you look at the logistical issues in the country, mm-hmm. again, if you look at the power issues in the country, they will impact um, the corporate income tax. And also, again, looking at the power issues, when you're thinking about the manufacturing industry as well, it's the biggest contributor, it's a big contributor, I think it's the set of what um, contributed to the corporate income tax. And now the question is, how is the power um, issues affecting that in that, that sector in such a way that then they then come and impact the revenue collection for mm-hmm. the for, for, for the states? So it is a huge um, a problem, and I think it is still a problem. Um, you know, our Minister uh, of Finance faces quite a tough ba- balancing act as well, right? So he faces this yes, tax shortfall, um, but don't he won't want to irk taxpayers, so to speak, in an election year. So, so how will he, you know, find the funds with this in mind? Sure, you know, but I wouldn't even say that he wouldn't want to touch the taxes because it's. It's an election year. Mm. Um, even if it was not an election year, it, it was just going to be difficult. Yeah. Because one of the things that you look at when you want to in, to increase tax revenue, you want to touch taxes where you increase the tax rate by a very small amount and yet have this maximum impact on tax revenue. And what that means is that you're going to look at the tax types that bring the most to the state. And those will be personal income tax, the biggest contributor, it will be that, and it will be corporate income tax. Now, let's start with the personal income tax. If you want to touch personal income tax, what are you going to do there? Because already you're sitting with a tax rate of 45%, you know. So if you want to increase that percentage, it's going to be very difficult because then what you're going to end up what is going to end up happening is that you may have unintended consequences because the question is what will be the incentive for us to work hard if I know that fifty percent of the revenue that I generate is going to go to the state, you know. So I don't think there's room to even touch the personal income taxes, but it doesn't mean that there will not be changes. For example, we'll still see changes, but the changes that we will be seeing will be changes such as inflationary adjustments Mm -hmm. to the tax bracket, inflationary adjustments to the tax rebate. And now bear in mind that those adjustments, they don't necessarily bring, bring income to the state. They actually give relief to the taxpayer, because what you don't want to see, you don't want to see a situation where just because I've received an inflationary adjustment on my personal income, then you don't want to see that person then moving to the next tax bracket. Mm. You want someone to move to the higher tax bracket because the purchasing power, the purchasing power Increased, but in this case, inflationary adjustment does not mean an increase in purchasing power. And also, if you look at it, what will usually happen with the inflationary adjustment is that for someone who did not receive an inflationary adjustment on their personal income taxes, they may be surprised to see their net income their net income increasing. You know just because of that adjustment, inflationary adjustment. So the, the purpose really is just to meet um, the taxpayer halfway. Mm-hmm. And um, leaving the, the personal income taxes alone, then let's look at that. 
that is paid by companies or it's collected by companies, but the ultimate person that bear the cost of that is the consumer. It's, it's us, you know. So if you increase the VAT rate and already the disposable income for individual taxpayers is in, in, is in such a difficult position, it's also going to create a problem. And so I don't see the minister or election, no election. Mm. I, I, I don't think there's a room for that. I mean, even when you go to the corporate income tax, for example, mm. Mm. how do you increase that rate? It's currently at, at, 25, at 27%. It was at 28%. And in the most recent budget speech, it was reduced to 27%. So you can't reduce it in the previous budget speech and come back and say, now I'm increasing it back. Because when you increase tax rate, you want to do it in an equitable, in an efficient and in a sustainable manner and in a way that does not confuse people. So looking at those three taxes, the biggest contributors to the tax revenue, I don't think that there's a room um, um, to increase the tax rate. I'm not saying that there are no options. There are other options that we can talk about, but just looking at those three taxes that we know that they've got the biggest impact. There's no room at, at this point. So with that being said, can the taxpayer breathe somewhat a sigh of relief? Sure, I wouldn't say that. Um, but remember, the minister may... May, may use other options. You know, we can mm. talk about the different other options. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. one option, for example, maybe the same taxes, maybe the poor lady, um, maybe the the, the 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 medical tax credits that um, everyone is talking about. So, if you go to the same taxes, mm. the challenge with same taxes is that already they don't contribute so much to the tax revenue. You know, even if you were to double them the impact will not be felt. Mm. But again, the difficulty as well with, with the same taxes is that although there are good reasons to have them because you're saying that um, you consuming those products, you, 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 the, the negative consequences to the society, right. the negative consequences to, to the health system because, you know, when you're smoking, then it may be that the other consequences that come with that. So there's a burden on the state because of those products. So there are good reasons um, to, to, to have seen taxes. But we just need to be careful if you want to touch them. It's okay, I think, to touch them in terms of inflationary adjustments. Yeah. But the minute you touch them disproportionately, what you're going to do is that you're going to open another avenue that we don't want to see. So you're going to end up with unintended consequences. So let's use um, cigarette as an example. If the increment on the cigarette is going to be disproportionate, it means that the person who's consuming that product is going to start looking for alternatives. But now, where are the alternatives? The alternatives are in the illicit market. So now the, the, the challenge there is that you are going to end up losing the full tax on that cigarette because when you go to the illicit market, there's no tax. You know, they're not registered for tax. They're not paying for taxes. So even though that is one of the options, my suspicion is that it's just going to be an inflationary adjustment. You know, it's not going to be a disproportionate amount. And again, it's not going to make a huge dent on the amount of the revenue that the minister is looking for. However, when you look at the medical tax credits, you are not touching the tax rate, but you're able to get 
a, a, a reasonable amount. You know, I mean, for example, if you look at um, the people who receive the medical tax credits, um, studies show that approximately 15, 15% of the population is on medical aid. So if you use that number and you say there's 60 million people in the country and you multiply by 15% and then you use the medical tax credits to, to multiply more or less what can be generated from the medical tax credit, you will be able to generate at least 20 billion. So you did not touch the tax rate, but you were able to still touch, to, to, to mm. increase the, 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 the revenue. And for that, I wouldn't say that the, 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 the taxpayer is not going to be impacted because mm. if you're looking at a family, um, maybe you can use a family of, of two or a family of three, the minute you, 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 you take away the medical tax credit, you, the, the tax bill is going to increase by about 10000 yeah. So to them, they are still paying that tax, although it's not coming through as, as, as an increase in tax rate, but it's coming through as now we no longer have the medical tax credits that we were used to before. Dr. Mpahatlele Ndlovu, Senior Financial Intelligence Lecturer, taking us through some of the economic outlook and tax implications of the upcoming 2024 budget speech. Um, Can we look at the business environment, Dr. Ndlovu? Are local businesses due to see a relief? Sure. Um, The businesses, you know, in in the previous budget statement, um, there were a number of reliefs for businesses, and one of them is the, it was the solar, um, the solar, the power tax credit, the solar tax credit, where, for example, if you go and buy a solar panel for 100 rand, you're getting 125 rand from the government. So there was a form of subsidy, and that will continue in this year. They've got another year that they, they, they can still use the credit. But I think for me, it will be interesting. Hopefully, when the minister um, tables the budget speech, he will be able to, to show us what was the impact on the power crisis and how much did that amount cost um, the state, you know. And um, also, there's the, the diesel refund. Um, recently, in the previous budget speech as well, um, the diesel refund was extended to other manufacturers that would not ordinarily qualify for for the diesel refund. And the reason for that is because of the power crisis. Diesel is now becoming part of a manufacturing cost because now you need to use the generator mm, mm. For, for the diesel. Now it actually increased the cost of doing business. You know, that is why we have that refund. And it will also be interesting to see what is the impact. Because again, when you look at the shortfall of 56 billion, the contributors were vets and were for income tax. Now, it will be interesting to see this relief measures that were given to the taxpayers or the business taxpayers in the previous year. What impact are they having on the tax revenue of the state? But in terms of new measures, I don't see um, any new incentives um, coming through for, 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 for business taxpayers. But equally so, I don't think there will be any tax rate increases mm-hmm. for them.
And in conclusion, how will Minister Golongwana's decision shape the nation's financial landscape? Looking forward. It is important, but I think the main concern um, going forward, it's more on the levels of, of debt that we have. You know, when you're looking at the debt servicing costs, it's above 380 billion. It's almost taking one component of the big tax and just it just goes to the to, 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 to debt servicing cost. And if you look at where we are right now, there are no options. We don't have options to to, to increase the tax rates. And then maybe then another option or what we may end up seeing, we may end up seeing more borrowing. And more borrowing is actually going to impact everyone, you know, because it means that going forward, there's going to be less to spend on education. There's going to be less to spend on social services. And it's very difficult because you cannot say to the minister, you need to reduce your spending on education. You know, you cannot say you need to reduce your spending on on, on social, social grants, because if you look at our current environment of high unemployment rates, you realize that there is actually a need for an increased expenditure on, 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 on social on social services. So it is very difficult, but should the minister then decide that the only way to balance the situation is going to be through borrowing, then I think strict measures need to be put in place in terms of how that money the money that we're going to borrow, the money that costs us so much, you know, it's, it, it costs the state, but it actually costs us because yeah. we are the taxpayers, you know. How are they going to make sure that whatever little that they're going to borrow go towards what is intended for? So we don't want to see a situation like we've seen with COVID, you know, yeah. you go yeah. and borrow so much money, but eventually that money ends up in, in, in people's pockets. That's not what we want to, to, we want to see. But it is going to be a very difficult um, balancing act for the minister. And what I see is that because there's no room to borrow a lot, there's no room to increase taxes, then it's just going to be a matter of reprioritizing what is important, what can we spend on that is more important. And it's, it's going to be difficult, very, very difficult. Well, that's where we'll leave it for now. Uh, and it is just about to happen. We're watching, um, you know, the lead up to the budget speech at 2 p.m. on television. Of course, our discussions all are in the lead up to budget 2024. Dr. Mpahatlele thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. This has been very enlightening to go into the budget speech with this background knowledge. Thank you. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.